Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast dedicated to helping you take back control of your mind, mood and mental health. In this episode, I interview the founder and CEO of Four Sigmatic, health and wellness expert and speaker, Tiro, on how mushrooms can improve our moods, minds and mental health. Tara and I discuss the different types of mushrooms and adaptogens, how to incorporate them into your daily routine, how mushrooms and adaptogens can help with physical and mental health issues, and so much more. If you are wanting more practical and simple strategies and tips to help you manage your mental health, then you need to order my new book, 101 Ways to Be Less Stressed. This book is packed with simple self-care strategies to help boost your mood, mind, and mental health. Right now, when you pre-order, you can get 20% off. This book is a great gift for holidays and birthdays or simply just for yourself. Just go to drleaf.com for more details and to order. The link will also be in the show notes. If you enjoy my podcast and want to know how you can help me continue making them possible, please consider subscribing wherever you listen and leaving a five-star review. And please continue sharing this podcast with friends and family and on social media. And now on to today's interview. Tero, welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm really excited to interview you to learn about how mushrooms can help our mental health. And I love Four Sigmatic. It's one of my favorite coffees and hot chocolate drinks. And it's really amazing. So thank you and welcome. Well, thanks for having me on. May I ask, what, how do you like to use the products? What's your preferred way of time of day or how do you like to enjoy them? Just when, whenever, you know, it's whenever I feel like something very often, I'll mix it with, I like hot water. I like to have a hot beverage. So I like the coffee. The coffee one is my favorite and I love coffee. So I drink it quite a lot. So, <laughs> And it's great, great for traveling when I did travel. You know, now with COVID, we don't travel. So it's really great for traveling. So it's been amazing. Are you... I remember growing up playing soccer and in the summer when it's really hot, I would drink hot beverages and people thought it was funny because yeah. I know that hot Texas summer heat can be quite overwhelming. But when you drink hot beverages, you actually can stand heat a little easier. So that's so true. People think the opposite, but actually like having a little bit of a hot something can actually help you handle hot heat as well. I tell, I'm so glad you said that because I people always think I'm crazy. Like I'll get in the sauna and I'll have a hot beverage. I'll have the cold water too, but I'll also have like hot tea or some hot coffee and somehow it just helps to satisfy that. So that's fascinating. Well, before we dive, people are now wondering, what is this whole mushrooms for Sigmatic? Tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe tell us something that's not in your bio and what motivates you to do what you do. Sure. 
So my name is Tero Isokopila and I'm originally from Finland, hence the really difficult name by a vowel. <laughs> and I'm a 13th generation family farmer. So um, our family has had at least since 1619 a farm in near the town of Nokia, Finland, which is about two hours north from Helsinki. Oh, um, wow. And my mom taught physiology and anatomy and my dad was an agronomist. So basically I learned the soil and, and agriculture from my father and then physiology and the human body from my mom and went on wow. to study first chemistry, then nutrition. But yeah, and then kind of throughout my whole life, mushrooms have been part of one solution in the, in the toolbox. And I never imagined that I would become uh, so focused on mushrooms growing up, but I started forging them. So picking up wild mushrooms when I was like, yay high. Wow. My mom taught about chanterelles and, you know, bolides and stuff, Uh, kind of culinary mushrooms that you would eat for mostly flavor. There's some health benefits as well on chanterelles, but. And then about 14 years ago, time flies, I won mm-hmm. an innovation award for a mushroom discovery and wow. discovering this like rare mushroom. And, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my background. What else? It's I, fascinating. I, actually, brain health has always been a big yeah. focus of mine. I'm, uh, I'm known for mushrooms, but I love safe ways to improve my cognitive function, be it fasting or cacao. I'm actually a huge cacao connoisseur. I love Oh, I'm glad. I love that too. <laughs> and I love the health benefits, but I also do love the flavor and I love making, you know, healthy hot cocoa. So oh, I'm, 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 I'm making my own raw chocolate. So I'm, oh, that's maybe something amazing. that's, yeah. And, cause there, and there's so many benefits. We'll just talk for a moment about m- mushrooms in the brain and Cacao in the brain. I mean, if you're talking about those two, what is the what what are the benefits to the brain and mental health? Yeah, that's a long topic, and I look forward it to is. kind of deeping, yeah, diving deeper into it. But maybe like a good mental model, pun intended, to approach this <laughs> is thinking about this. Like in the '80s, when I went to my mom's classes on nutrition, there was a you know it was mostly about the macronutrients, carbohydrates. Yeah or lipids, amino acids. And, and then in the 90s, the conversation kind of expanded into micronutrients, vitamins, obviously B vitamins. There's a lot of various cognitive function related possible you know, potential benefits. And then I think we've now kind of gone into uh, call it phytonutrients or these even mm-hmm. smaller compounds. So we've gone from like large mm-hmm. to small to almost nano. Mm-hmm. What we realize is is that brain and, and our nervous system, as you well know, is, is still kind of like the next frontier in health. We've known about the liver or organs and the muscles a really yeah. long time, but it was really kind of like the groundbreaking research on brain is 20, 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. That's when, I, that's when I started my, I've been in this for 38 years. And that's when, if I look at the brain research when I started to now, it's been such a change over these last 38 years. So it's been a very, because I've been in that trajectory of the massive changes. Yeah. And I'll bring it back to mushrooms and cacao, but just to follow up on that is, is research and science goes in these like pipelines where you can't just jump over necessarily. Like you have to kind of like, you follow up studies on studies and, mm-hmm. and like you said, uh, like I think nineties was the big 
groundbreaking decade of the brain. And, and that is where like reaping the benefits of it now, I think nervous system, Mm -hmm. which is closely tied is coming up Mm -hmm. next. And what we realize is, you know, one factor is that the compounds, for example, blood brain barrier. So like compounds Mm -hmm. that can enter safely into the brain because up, you know, our body really wants to protect the brain from toxins. So only a few compounds like the glucose and things can enter the brain, which is awesome because it keeps the brain safe, but it can also be a challenge for brain nutrition Mm -hmm. because getting stuff into the brain can be more difficult. And the compounds that end up affecting the brain, which, you know, you know, really well, but various neurotransmitters or Mm -hmm. smaller compounds they're kind of new in nutrition, like comparably new 10, 20 years. And obviously anecdotally, we've known things like caffeine is a great example of that. It's Mm -hmm. like, we've known that caffeine impacts cognitive function for a while, but all the other compounds and cacao just might be the most nutritionally diverse food in the world. Wow. It's said to have up to 1200 active compounds. And a lot of them are these smaller kind of neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. or things that activate the brain or part of the brain or our nervous system. And and mushrooms are among the most researched foods in the world, thanks to the pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. industry. So a huge part of pharmaceuticals from penicillin to various, I would say, gut and through gut brain-related compounds. And and those are just something that we're kind of getting on the radar Mm -hmm. now and in Japan, there's been more studies. Scandinavia, there's been a little more studies. I think mm-hmm. now it's everywhere. The last 10, 20 years, I think it's been pretty fascinating to see all the studies come out on the regular. And people have intuitively kind of known that and they've been yeah. used for thousands of years culturally. But I think the science is validating how and in what way those compounds affect our body and well-being and our brain. It's such an exciting time, actually, and I I love how you've explained we've gone from the macro down to the micro down to the really subatomic level and and getting to that, how we can get brain nutrients in and how to become such a fixed science and how we can take advantage of compounds like the cacao cacao and learning about mushrooms to get in brain health. And it's it's, so it's a new era in wellness, which is so fascinating. And so you have really taken this to another whole level when you started your company for Sigmatic. And can you talk about your company and how you got it going? And in that, in terms of mental health, let's also talk about from a business side, like the obstacles, mental challenges, you know, to get a business going and how you overcame those obstacles. So two, two angles, one from the health side and one from the challenge of just being a business owner. Yeah. So Four Sigmatic is a very, very geeky way of saying that we focus on the top 100 most scientifically researched and nutrient dense food. So It's a little bit of a math. And if the following goes over your head, don't worry, but it tells (laughs) something about me and and my founding team. But if you take any science, including natural science, and you have a sample size, a large sample size of anything, for example, every American, and you compare them against a single variable, like let's say height, Mm -hmm. and it will form a bell curve or what's called a normal distribution where most people are average height. And then there's extreme outliers, short or tall, right? Mm -hmm. Same can be applied in natural sciences to nutrient density. Well, if you take all the things you could eat safely, Mm -hmm. and then you look at their nutrient density, most foods are in the middle. And then there's outlier Mm -hmm. nutrient density, positive or negative. And every one of these standard deviations enter the math part from Mm -hmm. the mean. So think of the center point, every jump is called a sigma. 
And if you call four sigmas, that means that only up to 100 foods would qualify. And a lot of these are things that you would know, like black pepper, lemon, cinnamon, coconut, coffee, green tea. Then there's foods that some people know, like let's say turmeric or ginseng or shiitake mushrooms. And then there are things that nobody's ever really heard of, like astragalus or something like that. And we try to take these foods and put them into delicious and enjoyable daily staples, such as coffee and tea and skincare and even protein now. So what is something you already consume where you have a routine, such as a coffee? Yeah. And then how do we add these world's most nutrient-dense foods into that without any additives? So that's for Sigmatic. And we launched in 2012 out of Finland. And then we came to the US in 2015. And now we're based in Venice Beach, California. Oh, you very familiar with Venice Beach, California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's quite the health and wellness hotspot. It is, it is. That's amazing. So you take, in terms of the bell curve, you take the most nutritionally dense, almost like the outliers with nutritional density. That's what you're taking, not in the average. You're taking the outliers and adding those to whatever product you drink or eat. And then also skin products. I mean, you've developed a skin product line that you can literally eat. I mean, that's, is that, that's some, some comment that I read on, you know, read about you. So can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of reasons why nutrient density matters. One is, unfortunately, there's a bunch of studies to how in the last Mm. 60 years, our topsoil and soil Mm. quality has decreased, reducing amount of, for example, those micronutrients that I mentioned, vitamins and minerals from just normal good foods that used to be awesome and maybe are not awesome. Secondly, is that when we look at dietary requirements of like, let's say how much zinc or vitamin C should you consume? That's on an average on a long-term and not for optimal human performance, but to prevent major illnesses. Mm -hmm. So when a dietary suggestion comes, again, you're looking at a bell curve, you're trying to hit like, let's say 98% of the population or 97% of the population. Mm -hmm. And you are trying to prevent, let's say, how much calcium is needed to avoid osteoporosis or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's, that's the mental model that they look at, which is a great mental model. Yeah. I'm not arguing against that. But if you want to optimize for, let's say, cognitive function, or you're living in a highly stressful environment, you probably want to increase the consumption of certain safe nutrients, such as water-soluble vitamins. And then For cognitive health, it's also important to manage digestion because if Mm -hmm. you have a full stomach, it's hard to do a lot of thinking. So if you can have slightly less calories or easier absorption, but high amount of nutrients, you're probably most likely going to think better and have more mental clarity versus eating a big bowl of pasta for lunch. Quite hard to do and perform. Yeah, after that. So I think that's the beauty. And for us, we just try to look at creative ways how we can add yeah. these two to diet and skincare is one of them. If you put a nicotine patch on your skin, you're going to absorb nicotine. But for some reason, we think that these chemicals that we put on our body will not enter our bloodstream. If we take a magnesium you- path, yeah, if we take a magnesium path, you're going to absorb salt and you'll be calm, but you think that you're not going to absorb. I mean, there's also microplastics in these products. Most mm-hmm. clean eco products have polymers, which is basically you have skincare Plastic. products that have plastic that mm-hmm. you're putting on your skin. But 
Mm. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's worth talking about because I think you know you said so much. You said so many important things, and you said it with such clarity. The one of the things I want to just highlight is that we put things on, and we think, oh, well, it's just going on our skin. Is it? not really going anywhere else. But I mean, there's so many studies showing that you wash your hair with something that penetrates into your brain eventually because it gets into your bloodstream and so on and so on. So it's not just staying external. So we've got to be aware of the purity. I think that's where you're going is that the purity of what you are putting onto and into your body really does have an impact. And I hate that this gets easily said that that's anti-science of like, that's just some hippie stuff. But you take it's testosterone. Very scientific. I was very about scientific. to say again. It's like you took testosterone cream, yeah. and you put testosterone cream on your body, and your test testosterone spikes. You put a nicotine patch on your skin, and you absorb nicotine immediately on blood work. Yeah. So why isn't every day, every single day, you put a serum or whatever yeah. creams or shampoo, and you think yeah. that that doesn't enter your bloodstream? I think mm-hmm. we've got to be it's pretty funny. Exactly. And then we also don't know how many of those products are actually damaging the blood-brain barrier. So there's a lot of stuff that is that we know from the studies, scientific studies, once again, that are actually breaking down the blood-brain barrier and getting into the brain that you don't want there. And so it's, and it's such a big area of research and so much that isn't researched and a lot of research that is there that isn't sufficiently in the public arena to make people aware of it. And as you say, it's not some hippie stuff. This is very solid science that we're talking about here. So your objective has been to try and create the purest products possible. And so you've your skin range is it a whole cleansing toning or is it a whole range for is it for people what does it include not yet we just started it so our first products are a serum that is also like an adaptogenic supplement so it's a serum you can also spray in your mouth it's made out of avocado oil olive oil grapefruit frankincense and reishi spore oil which is like the seeds or seeds of the mushrooms and they have these really antioxidant rich oils we have a hot chocolate that's also a face mask so using clay and cacao and you know you when it's powder and then you add water you know when you make a face mask you always have leftover so you can eat it or drink it and it tastes like cookie batter or something like that that's amazing and then we have a body butter that can also be a coffee creamer and it's made out of cacao butter a body butter that can be a coffee creamer and a, and a face mask that can be your cocoa drink at night. I mean, that is amazing. One of the hardest things about health I've found over the years, and I would love to get your thoughts on it, is, is compliance. Because a lot of things take, the impact is really long. And even on brain, you know, like dementia, for example, it could start 30 years, I guess, before even Uh, any science. So it's really the long game that we're playing most of the time. And, and if you make health really difficult, if it's not fun, if it's not easy, it's a high probability that many of us will quit it. And so I think it's important Mm. to kind of something that you're already doing and just Mm. upgrade it is a lot easier than trying to add a new routine because that's a whole heck of a lot harder to do for many of us. Looking for a delicious way to get more veggies and water in daily? Here's my secret. Organifi Red Juice. A deliciously refreshing sweet fruit punch packed with micronutrients and only 2 grams of naturally occurring sugars. The red juice includes 11 superfoods like cordyceps, a medicinal mushroom with incredibly strong adaptogenic qualities. In 1993, the Chinese Women's Olympic track team was accused of being on steroids for their incredible performance. Turns out they were all using cordyceps. 
This is an all-natural, safe, flavorless mushroom dried into a powder. I love adding red juice to my water for a refreshing berry flavor, and all the antioxidants really help boost my energy levels naturally, making this a great midday pick-me-up. And red juice is USDA, organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, non-GMO, clinically proven ingredients, 100% organic whole food. Right now, Organifi is offering my listeners an amazing deal. Get 15% of your entire order now with code DRLEAF at checkout. Just go to Organifi.com forward slash DRLEAF and use the code DRLEAF. That's Organifi.com forward slash DRLEAF with the code DRLEAF. I think that philosophy is brilliant and it's so true because science is generally 20 years ahead of what we see happening out in the marketplace. So you've got, and then also we play, we play catch up games all the time with, with the, what's out in the market. It's, do you think it's safe? And then we see 20 years later or 30 years later, oh gosh, that's actually not so safe and we need to change it. So I do agree with you that that is an issue. And then, and I love, sorry, I love your point of you want to take your routine and make it, just upgrade it, make it simple, make it fun. And when things are too complicated and you've got to do a million different things and I've got all these things I've got to take, it makes it very hard for people. So if one can get all those nutrients, nutrient-dense food that you don't have to take a thousand supplements. Uh, you know, if it can be, I'm going to drink coffee, I'm going to drink cocoa, I'm going to, I'm going to clean my face. If I can have something that is simplified and it's giving me all the nutrition and I don't have to go and take 65 tablets, that's actually supplements. That's actually really great. So I agree with that philosophy, simplicity and fun. I love that. Yeah. And, and constant education. I, yes. I was about to compliment your podcast, but, but the idea is that a lot of healthcare professionals, not because they have any agenda or anything, but mm-hmm. they're science because you mentioned that it takes a long time to get a peer-reviewed article it gets mm-hmm. popularity maybe you repeat the study and if if you went to school in the 80s versus the 90s there's a big difference on what kind of information you had especially on the brain and the nervous system oh, I if trained in the school, 80s mm-hmm. yeah and if you're not a person who keeps up to date and unfortunately many of these healthcare professionals are so busy and you know you have a big debt, maybe you got to work extra long hours, or maybe in your practice, you take a lot of clients or whatever the reason may be. You're so busy that it's sometimes hard for them to keep up to date and information gets dated so quickly on the science. So unless, unless your healthcare professional is actively, mm. actively learning, it comes almost to us as, as as humans and consumers to mm. do the research for us. So I think that's why like podcast has been such a powerful way where yeah. on, on your way to work or when you're gardening or working out, you can mm-hmm. listen to this information that is a lot more up to date, like a mm. lot, lot more up to date. And, and unfortunately on the brain side, it's hard to rely on legacy systems just, just because the, the, the science they rely on is, really made in the 60s and published in the 80s versus even made in the 90s and published now or something like that or it's not quite 20 years the gap but the idea is that like unfortunately a lot of legacy institutions this science is pretty old it's not Mm -hmm. bad science it's just like a lot more has happened since 
you've said something that I'm so pleased that you've said, and it just like rings so true with what I've had to do with my career, because I was trained in the 80s when they told us, I mean, I was told by my professors, the brain can't change. And I said, but that's Im- that's impossible. And neuroplasticity wasn't even the, a word in those days. It was sort of hinted at. And But I did some of the first research on how your mind can change your brain. So neuroplasticity with people with brain damaged, so f- from severe brain damage, but my, to go to your point, the professors would tell me, that's ridiculous. Why are you trying to study, show that a person's brain can change? Once it's damaged, it, can, it never changes. And that was the thinking of the 80s. And it was only in the mid-90s, as you said, where we saw the major changes in the brain. So in the 80s, I was fighting swimming upstream. And you're quite right. If I didn't keep up to date with the research and the changes that have happened, and if you're still governed by, as you said, the 60s and the 80s, you're not going to be seeing the changes. You're not going to see the mind-brain connection. You're not going to see the, the connection between how I actually manage my lifestyle and how that impacts my choices and how that impacts my physiology. You're not going to see that link. It's all going to be separate little packages and it's you know separate compartmentalized concepts. So it's so good that you've, you know, it's good that you've mentioned that. And it's so good, as you say, that it's a lot of it's being left up to the consumer to educate, which is, and, and podcasts, as you say, are a great platform. So I'm totally beyond board on the same, we're on the same page there. That's why I try and educate people and encourage people to learn. Yeah, and the same. And yeah. I mean, you were trained before I was, but even I was told that the brain cannot rejuvenate itself. <laughs> if you drink alcohol, you will kill brain cells permanently. And that's, yeah. And the idea of even with mushrooms, the probably for brain, the most interesting one is the lion's mane and the idea of having these compounds that help remyelination, nerve growth yeah. factors, even just the idea of nerve growth factors and wow. is even though they're like kind of started in the fifties, but really Mm. the breakthrough has been pretty recent. And the idea of, of really giving fuel to your brain sounds so simple, but like you said, not that long time ago, science would say, you can't do it. You can really fuel your brain beyond simple compounds like glucose or whatever. And, and And now we know that, and now that's, we know that it's so far that's from so, Yeah, so far from the truth. I mean, I was told literally with my patients that had uh, terrible brain injuries that they couldn't change. And I would get those patients just through mind techniques, not even through diet, through mind techniques that I've refined over the years and still do clinical trials on, that they would, they would go from being literally written off by neurologists as vegetables to getting degrees. You know, and if that's not major change, what is? People, I've, and I've seen not one, two, but thousands of cases. And that's why I've continued my research, which is not new. It's not, I do teach nutrition as well in it, but it's not my area of research. My area of research is mind techniques and the impact on the brain. And I'm just my most recent trial, your brain, we saw the neuroplasticity happening in the brain, literally as the person was thinking. So your brain is changing right now. It's always changing. And now we're in a time where we recognize that our mind can change our brain. But I've had to fight for that to get people to actually realize that your thinking's changing your brain. That was that's a very different foreign concept for people. Now you you telling you know you telling us hey we can actually use things like mushroom and Mushrooms provide nerve growth factors. In other words, by consuming, and I'd love you to talk more in, in more detail, but just to sort of set this up for, for my listeners, you can actually feed your brain in such a way that you can have nerve growth factors, which means that you're adding something to the brain that can actually speed up neuroplasticity and make your nerves stronger in your brain that you can actually grow. I always use this tree as an analogy for growing thoughts. And you, you can actually influence the, the health of these, these through obviously your mind, but through things like mushrooms so can you tell us that being one of your main areas well, one of your areas of expertise because we keep throwing out about mushrooms just talk about mushrooms now why mushrooms as nutrition for the brain and why is it so important 
Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give a karate, karate anecdote first about how important the thoughts are just to kind of build upon what you said. I don't think nutrition is the be all end all. Like many other nutrition people say that. I actually do think that our mind and our thoughts are the be all end all. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I'm so pleased you said that. <laughs> so good. I was taught as a kid that this rule of three, that roughly a human can be three weeks without eating, but only three days without drinking water. I actually think you could expand that and say, you can only be about three minutes or so without breathing. Some can do longer, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. give or take. And you can never be even three seconds without having a thought. Oh, that's so, so good. The- So the more you consume something, the bigger the impact is because it gets compounded over and over and over again. So Mm. the amount of thoughts you consume is a whole heck of a lot more than the breath you take or the water you do or or drink or so good. Now they are all important. That doesn't mean that water or food are not important, but I would look at food as like the blue belt in martial arts and the black belt are the thoughts. But you so don't jump, but it's hard to jump to the black belt straight out of the gates. Like if you're new to karate, you're not going to get a black belt day one. Mm. You can practice those things, but black belts practice same stuff as the blue belts, but just they've done it longer. The, the fundamentals. And I think nutrition is part of like vitamin D and things like that are part of the fundamentals that will help you later transcend, but that's not going to be the be all and all you gotta yeah. the mind is the, the thing but it can mind can be a little esoteric at first and and if you don't have the right nutrients it's even harder to get mm. there so mm. so because so one hand washing you know it's work separate but inseparable yes exactly yeah. so these compounds in mushrooms might sound very exotic you asked in the beginning mm-hmm. about business and i remember coming to the united states five, six years ago. And, and pe- people are like, Oh, what, what is for Sigmatic? And I'm like, I want people to drink mushrooms. And that's a <laughs> radical thought. That was a really <laughs> radical thought five, six years ago. It's Definitely. still a radical, it's yeah. a radical thought today. And, yeah. um, but mushrooms are not a subgroup of plants. Like many mm-hmm. people think like, Oh, that's, that's not a vegetable. They're in biology. They're their own kingdom. So mm-hmm. same as there's plants and there's animals, there's bacteria, there's fungi, and these are very different. And, and actually, we as humans are much closer to fungi, the kingdom of fungi or mushrooms, than we are to plants. And we share up to wow. 50% of our DNA with fungi. Wow. And, and the DNA similarity is dramatic. And for wow. example, mushrooms breathe oxygen and expel CO2, plants are the reverse. And they're sort of synthesis like protein synthesis, which is even higher, like 80, 85% of similarity with mushrooms wow. and us. That's why the pharmaceutical industry has known this for a long time. And I mentioned penicillin, but mm. a lot of the top pharmaceuticals are derived from fungi. And we used to be part of animals, animalia, the animal kingdom and the mm-hmm. fungi kingdom used to be part of the same super kingdom a long time ago in evolution. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons why mushrooms are kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. and I think especially the last few generations, a lot of these ancient foods from fermented foods to, to you know, anyway, bone broth and mushrooms mm-hmm. and things like that are forgotten, but they're really important, particularly for our mm-hmm. gut 
and mm. maybe through the gut, but otherwise also to our immunity and our brain power. Mm. And I think it's, it's really important to have this diversity. And there's about six times more mushroom varieties than there are plant varieties in the world. So there's a lot of diversity. Wow. Mushrooms. So I'm not saying every mushroom is good for you at all, but just like there are certain foods in the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom that are extremely nutrient dense, same goes for mushrooms. And particularly for the brain, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of power there and we can talk about specific mushrooms. Yeah. Go ahead. That's, this is fascinating. I didn't even, you know, you're teaching us a lot of new stuff. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I get often first, I have to kind of tackle the elephant in, in, in the room is I get asked, like, are these magic mushrooms that you're talking about, Taro? But I've been asked that question so many times that yeah. I even named our company slogan is everyday magic, because Four Sigmatic is not focused it. on psychedelic mushrooms. But I mean, I mean, if nothing else, the psilocybin effects on yeah. the brain, if you have experienced it or learn about it, how a small compound can really change your yeah. brain and neuroplasticity. And there's mm. so much studies coming out of it. Mm, they but are. but the, the, probably the first, if I'd say that you only have two mushrooms to focus on for brain, I would, or I can give you a third one, but the number one is lion's mane mushroom. It's not made out of the mane of a lion, but it's actually a mushroom <laughs> that grows on a tree. It grows on the Northeast in the United States, like Maine, Vermont, upstate New York as well. It's a lot of the studies are originally from Japan. Actually, a lot of mushroom names are Japanese. So they've been tuned into this a long time. Shiitake, maitake, and mm. okitake. The taki means mushroom. So there's pretty interesting. On lion's mane, there's two compounds that are quite, quite unique. They're like cyanthine derivatives that one of them is able to penetrate the blood pain barrier. Another one can help stimulate those nerve growth factors mm. and the remyelination of neurons. Amazing. And, which is rare in dietary world. That is. I don't need something else. That, and at remyelination, sorry to interrupt you, but that's so important because you're just so people understand what that is, a nerve in the brain, a neuron in the brain. And if you look at this tree, it looks like a tree. And all along the dendrites and the axon, which is a part of it, you get your little myelin sheath, which is made of fats. And as you're thinking, it actually burns it up. So it's got to actually be replaced all the time. So we have to keep replacing and we see that things like sugar, you know, the high fats and incorrect, the modern American diet damages that. I'm just setting this up and you can take this further. But just so when we talk about remyelination, this is a very important thing because if our, if our cells don't, the neurons don't remyelinate, you can't actually, the impulse can't travel properly, the neuron can't work properly. And that can lead to concentration, focus, depression, all kinds of things. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there so people understood. I love that. Another kind of like idea that you could imagine remyelination is a shoelace. Like, you know, have that, that plastic at the end, end yeah. tip so it doesn't break off. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you're going to kind of, it's going to break slowly and eventually Just that's going to wear break out. Down. Yeah. So that kind of like these Good. lion's mane type of things are like that plastic that helps protect the neurons. And there's some pretty interesting human studies, which is rare in food. Actually, in food, it's mostly in vitro and mice. I mean, all of science, mm -hmm. but in lion's mane, there's some human stuff studied in for people with mild cognitive impairment and giving them lion's mane and at different weeks. And there was a control mm. group and, and it's, it's incredible after 16 weeks, like every week 
their cognitive function. Wow. And then at 16 weeks, they were given a placebo and it dropped again. And, wow. and there's sometimes some pretty interesting stuff on particularly lion's mane for, yeah, Cognitive. concentration and, and brain power. The other one I would highlight is a mushroom called cordyceps. That's a little difficult name. It's C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P-S. Mm-hmm. It's popular among triathletes, MMA fighters, because it's known to kind of increase your in, increase your VO2 max or your maximum oxygen intake, but it also has shown to improve ATP production up to 50%. So from a mitochondria, from cell energy point of view, which is obviously very much very tied into... That would be a very fascinating one. And then Mm. I think the most, one of the most underrated parts about brain power to me is stress. Mm. So if you're highly stressed, stress can have very, although alerts and your nervous system might be fired up, but long-term high stress environment, chronic stress is probably one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. So these like compounds like reishi mushroom or adaptogenic roots like ashwagandha are very Mm. safe things to take daily Mm. to basically support the HBA axis, support our endocrine system. I think us Westerners, when we talk about brain boosting products, we want uppers. It's Mm. like a thing that we want, like caffeine. Yeah. Want to feel buzzy. Yeah. I'm having my daily matcha and I'm having some coffee too. And uh, I don't, I don't mind that at all, but it's good to know that yeah. for brain power, it is important to take about this balancing of a stress response as well. And mushrooms can help with that, but so good. I would say lion's mane cordyceps and reishi, R-E-I-S-H-I, another Japanese name would be the, would be the mushrooms at the top of the, list top of the pantheon and top of the list. Yes. Top of the list. Yeah. Many of you ask me what multivitamin I take and why I take one. Well, after doing extensive research to find the best one for my body, I came across Ritual and I absolutely love it. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from our food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. Two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health. For me, transparency of ingredients and their sources were a deal-breaker in what I wanted in a multivitamin. So many vitamins out there have such questionable ingredients. But Ritual is traceable and transparent. For obsessive label readers like me, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. With Ritual, I know what I'm getting and what I'm putting in my body. No questions or concerns. Better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link will be in the show notes.
That's amazing. So you've actually got these the products, Paul Sigmatic products. You've got these different types of mushrooms and you in these in these drinks and in these formulations and it's all very clearly I should have brought some of my boxes through. I've actually got some in my kitchen. I could have held them up. But do you have any there that you can any with you that you can hold up maybe so people can no, I know it's in my kitchen. So uh, same thing. Not. I Did should you, have prepared better. I just have a mug. Uh, so, well, anyway, people can find, we'll put the link in the show notes and people can go to your website and find out more. But these things that you're talking about now, these types of mushrooms, you've got these in formulations that people can actually consume daily. Is that, is that correct? They, the ones you're speaking about. So there's like a few reasons why mushrooms have not become popular historically in, in the kind of modern world. Our ancestors use them regularly. But one of them is that they're a little complicated to consume and prepare because these mushrooms don't grow on the ground. They grow on trees. So almost mm-hmm. all of these top mushrooms are tree mushrooms. Oh wow! They're okay. hard. They have a compound called chitin. So their cellular structure is very dense. So they're basically made out of the same, same compounds in the shell of a lobster. So if you have wow. a mushroom hard as a rock made out of lobster shell it's hard to eat it so you have to cook Mm. it so our ancestors Mm. would make tea and soups with it using lipids Uh. and hot water so you have to cook these mushrooms for extended period almost like you would do bone broth it's a similar process and and i don't think a lot of people have the patience to do that the other thing why i think they've not been popular is they taste very bitter all they don't taste like your butter mushrooms or portobello mushrooms they taste more like black earthy tea or dark coffee. Mm -hmm. And I don't think bitter flavors are that enjoyable for a lot of Mm -hmm. Westerners. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there's a a lot of mycophobia, a lot of fear of mushrooms, and there's Mm. different cultural reasons for that which is not scientifically sound at all, but Mm. there just is. Myths that tend to go through the myths that go through culture. Yeah, exactly. And uh, because there's also bad at home braised, these bad mushrooms like molds, molds are also part of the fungi family and and those bad molds can can impact things as well so what we try to do is we pre-extract these mushrooms so you don't have to cook them yourself Mm -hmm. and we put it into other enjoyable bitters and there's only a few of them but coffee and and chocolate are one of them where those are bitters one of the few bitters that western people love Mm -hmm. uh, including americans and and then we try to educate people about this mycophobia that the fear of 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 mushrooms and that's kind of what first schematic does we try to make it easy so you don't have to cook it yourself we try to make it delicious and we try to provide education about those health benefits and bus myths about mushrooms okay give us a couple of just give us maybe two myths that are about mushrooms that need to be busted that you teach that you help people understand yeah i think i mentioned one that they're not plants yeah they're not plants i think that's important i mentioned that they are we're very close to dna wise so they have a lot of that's true bioavailability they don't all grow on on the ground but also on on, on trees, trees. Mm-hmm. they're not all they're not all magic <laughs> yes they're not all magic and then that a lot of pharmaceuticals are made from them and there's okay. actually tons of research on their health benefits okay well that's fantastic that really really helps you mentioned let us pivot to adaptogens you mentioned that earlier on in the discussion and i also still want to come back we can sort of so after that back to just being a business person managing your mental health and all that kind of stuff so people are always interested in that so i mean let's talk about adaptogens for a moment if you can just what are they and how do they work and how do they help us? Yeah, adaptogens is a reasonably new term, about seven years old, but describing 
foods that have been around for thousands of years. Adaptogens are things to help you adapt to stress. The original research for that mostly comes from Soviet Union, where the Soviet army, just like the US army, was used to giving soldiers stimulants. So it's pretty common, unfortunately, to give soldiers amphetamines and and other stimulants, which let you perform for a short time period really well. But then you have those addictive properties Mm. and and a dip afterwards. Mm. And so they said this doctor, Dr. Lazarov, to is like, hey, can you find us something that would improve the performance today, but not have a letdown tomorrow? Mm. And after studying originally pharmaceuticals, he found out that pharmaceuticals have a lot of side effects long term. He set on finding these natural compounds such as ginseng and rhodiola, which is really important for me as a Finnish person. Rhodiola is a root that grows also in Finland that Vikings would take before going to battle. But these these foods would have these small compounds such as rhodiola has rosavins that would impact our physiology positively by alertness, energy, stamina, brain power, but Mm -hmm. would not have three things. They would not be addictive and Mm -hmm. non-toxic. So you could have them every day. Wow. So that's Mm -hmm. one of the requirements is that it's safe every day. It has to be non-specific. So it's, it just doesn't impact just your brain. It could also impact your your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Multiple systems in the body, Mm -hmm. which is very hard for us sometimes too, because we love an isolated test. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's two directional. So the third one is it restores harmony. So often we look at things, like I said, as uppers or downers, Downers. but Mm -hmm. these are compounds like shisandra berry or something that does, could be consumed in the morning and evening. And so, yeah, that's adaptogens. They're plants or mushrooms that help you manage stressors, physical or mental stressors and Mm -hmm. They're non-toxic, non-specific, and restoring harmony. And not addictive. Oh, what a, I mean, who wouldn't take them after that description? I mean, that's fantastic. And you've got adaptogens built into your products as well? And into- yeah, we have a little Trojan horse system going on. So actually, that. from the beginning, we've added high doses of these adaptogens into our products, but we don't even... They're not even a big part of the marketing message. They're in the ingredient panel. So if you buy like our Lion's Mane Coffee... But we also add rhodiola to that. If you mm-hmm. if you buy our cordyceps elixir, you also get shisandra. If you mm-hmm. buy our chaga elixir, you also get eulithero, which is Siberian ginseng. Mm-hmm. And so we've always been adding. And some of these mushrooms are already like reishi. They already are adaptogens by themselves. But then we add another adaptogen like tulsi or holy basil. Wow. So it's kind of a thing we've been doing since the beginning. But because... There's so much education about mushrooms. It's been like hard to educate mushrooms and, and adaptogens. adaptogens so I think, mm. But I think, I think the time is now. No, that's what I was going to say. For it. Yeah, people are definitely ready for it because they, they're wanting to know. That's why I do these kind of interviews because people are wanting to know, hey, what is that? What is that next level? People are tired of just hearing about the macronutrients. They want to know more about how I can actually get down to feeding my body in the correct way. So that's really amazing. So you've made it so easy with your products, with all these things, which is amazing. Okay, let's pivot now to how you obviously have all this amazing, these amazing products that you incorporate in your in your, in your your diet. What else do you do in terms of managing your mental health? Because obviously running a business and you're a family man, I'm sure there's been obstacles to overcome. So talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, there's always obstacles. Yes. I almost say that obstacle is the 
that's the opportunity. But so I feel like growing up and learning from my mom, I've been blessed enough that I have had exposure to a lot of things. And I say to people is like, out of the things I do, maybe 80% of the things I do because I like believe in the long-term benefits or it's a lifestyle. But I would say that there is a certain small amount of things I do every day that I feel like are going to work for almost everyone. But some of the things I do are more fringy and I'm experimenting myself. But the things that I could recommend wholeheartedly to people is whatever diet you're on, whatever routine you have, start the morning with heavy hydration focus. So you could do fasting or you could have a full-on breakfast, but definitely when the first thing you wake up, consider hydration as really important. Being a little dehydrated after the after the night, I think it's incredibly important to find a way that works for your body and lifestyle to way to hydrate. So before having a meal, either have a liquid meal, no meal at all, but or drink a lot of water, fresh water in the morning. I think that's incredibly, incredibly important for brain power and longevity. I would say the other is taking a nap or a siesta if you don't fall asleep after a meal and giving your body a chance to digest um, recover. I like to include some sort of a nervous system relax. I usually nap on a nail bed, um, which which relaxes the nervous system to acupressure. That sounds like an oxymoron, but it's acupressure there. So yeah, that's that's amazing. Take a nap on a nail bed. (laughs) Yeah, but breath work could be also great, but in the kind of finding a way to relax you. Because naturally, when you wake up, you shoot your you know, cortisol. Mm-hmm. cortisol should spike. And that's a good thing in the morning, yeah. in the mm-hmm. evening, not so much no, in the yeah. morning. It's a great thing. And you want to have your nervous system firing up, but th- I, I would recommend mm-hmm. some sort of a break. So call it a siesta, a mm-hmm. nap, a meditation, breath work. That would be something. Um, yeah, I agree with I, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And breathing in general is quite important. And you could do it by exercising and getting out of breath. You could do it by walking a lot, which is one of the things I believe a lot is Mm -hmm. fresh air. It's just being outside and walking is so powerful. First Mm -hmm. thing in the morning, just before bed, if it's just walking, I think it's incredibly Mm -hmm. powerful. On the nutrition side, I think think for brain power and longevity, antioxidants, especially black color pigments like black olives, cacao, coffee, black sesame seeds. Mm. Those are pretty powerful compounds, but antioxidants, I would say is also something that everybody should be incorporating into their diet. Mm. And I do a lot of mental practices. I do journaling first thing in the morning. I write gratitude in the evening. I do sort of mental exercises To me, I think it's best if you combine a mental exercise with nature or elements, Mm -hmm. hot or cold. As a Finnish person, sauna Mm -hmm. is a close thing to my heart because sauna is the only Finnish word in the English language. And we grow up, a lot of Finns are even born in saunas historically. But I love saunas. I have one in my, just before this interview, I was actually having a sauna. So when I do either the morning or evening, every single day. So yeah, I agree with you there. It's incredible what it does to the brain and the body. Yeah, I think there's so many benefits, getting those heat shock proteins, Mm. detoxifying, but also mentally, I feel like putting yourself in high heat and then cold. Mm. I think that's, I've, Mm. I've never, I've, 
no matter who they are, if I've taken them in Finland to a hot sauna and then jump into the frozen not, lake, yeah. they feel a lot better afterwards. Agreed. Uh, they, Agreed. <laughs> but yeah, hydration, taking some sort of a break, siesta to relax so the nervous system, breath work, walking. Talk, talk about your the nail bed because that you threw out there. Now, what does that look like? And I, you said acupression. I'm a great believer in that acupression, the pressure points. And, but what is a nail bed per se? How does, what does it look like? How does someone get a nail bed? That is from Eastern Europe. So there are these plastic ones on Amazon where there's like these kind of yogic mats where you have acupressure, but mine is actual nails. But when the nails are really close to each other and Mm -hmm. you distribute weight evenly, the nails will not penetrate the skin because Mm -hmm. the weight is divided on a Mm -hmm. large enough uh, mass. But, Mm -hmm. But the idea of almost anything, be it yoga, asanas, acupuncture, massage mm-hmm. is to hit these certain points and first provide pressure mm-hmm. and then release to mm-hmm. improve blood circulation and, and energy flow. Mm-hmm. Correct. And mm-hmm. especially for our nervous system, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty powerful. And yeah, and this is obviously more on the extreme side, but I feel like it completely knocks me out and relaxes my body. And I've been doing that for well over a decade. Wow, that's amazing. I can go with, I just totally with that, the, the whole pressure point, because it's like, even if you think of it, if you've got a sore point, just to have the massage or just to the desire to actually have some kind of pressure when you feel some sort of pain in your body, it's the most natural thing. Okay, I need to push this or put pressure on it. So you that, that concept of distri- having a regular pressure point relaxation time, either on a nail bed or as you say, the yoga mats or something like that, or you get those ones on Amazon, you were saying that are similar. I think that sounds, makes a lot of sense. In the mind, a lot of the, I do a lot of work, my theories have been around the non-conscious mind, a lot of my work. And what I show is that the energy that we accumulate with thinking, if it's toxic thinking from stress, for example, you've got all that energy build up and you've got to release it. So your mind work along with the sauna, along with that pressure, all these things work together to help release that pressure. So it's just a, it's a constant releasing of pressure because we're constantly building up pressure. So so, and I love your, I love those tools that you've mentioned. Most of those things, except the nail bed, I haven't done that yet. But the, all the others, I, I have done. I'm, I'm challenged now with a new, with a new challenge. So, thank you. This has been incredible. Is there anything else, any other pearl of wisdom that you'd like to part with us, or impart with us, or maybe something that you're concerned about in the wellness industry at the moment, or self or something that you're excited about or not excited about? Any last closing statements you'd like to make? Oh, so many. I think the key thing is just, especially now with COVID and everything going on, there's a a lot of information out there and nutrition and, and also mental wellness is something where everybody has an opinion about it. And there's a, there's a lot of contradicting opinions and certain topics, even contradicting research around certain topics. And there's, there's a lot of money made in this space as well. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage everybody to not outsource their health and wellness, but bring it back in house and talk to people, maybe people who even have differing opinions than you, but to formulate right. your own thoughts and take pride in, in your immunity, health and wellness. And, 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 you need- and yeah, and, and, and try to make it fun as well, not mm. too serious. But I think... I think mushroom kingdom is pretty fascinating, fungal kingdom. And I, I hope people would give it a chance one way or the other. And if you want to try our products, I believe there's a code under Dr. Leaf that you get an extra discount, but it's fantastic. But you don't, but it doesn't have to be for Sigmatic, but just giving mushrooms a chance, giving it a try, they're tried and true. 
and feel it on your own body and and uh, have your own opinion about it. I love that. I love that. Go and do your own educate searching. You will not uh, edu- educate yourself and recognize that all, to, all of us are bio, bio individual and unique. And there isn't one rule for everyone, but you work out what works for you. But do the research. Don't just listen to this one and that one and get thrown by tossed around. But to really research, I strongly recommend your products. I love them, as I said. So we'll put that link in the in the show notes. How can people find out about you, and how can they get your products? Yeah, I mean, for Sigmatic, pretty much everywhere. So it's F O U R. S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C and all the social media for sigmatic.com. Okay. And we have even a mushroom academy. I've written a couple of books. You can find them on bookstores and Amazon and independent bookstores. And there's a lot of free information out there, including our mushroom academy is completely free. But the if you go to forsigmatic.com, that's a good starting we'll point. Good, or, good, or, or, or Instagram or whatever you prefer. I'm sure we're there. Fantastic. Well, we'll put all those links in the show notes and people can certainly get hold of the information. It's been fantastic and invaluable. Thank you for your time and your wisdom and the work that you're doing. It's just really great what you, the information that you bring into the world and helping people to help themselves, which is wonderful. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me share some of my thoughts and thanks for the work you do. Like I said, podcast and providing the latest research is so valuable and bring that to people in a way that they can do their own opinion about things. I love that. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com. And to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.